The Nerdalogs is a Chicago-based sketch group that writes comedy based on shared true, personal stories about our existence as lifelong nerds. We started your stories to give everyone a chance to do what we do, share their own stories, and foster a more heartfelt, welcoming nerd community. Your Stories is about embracing the weird and obscure in your life and asserting your geekdom with a group that gets your references. And, most importantly, Your Stories is a place to bring people up, not to put anyone down. Try to keep your stories around five minutes, laugh at jokes, cry if appropriate, and applaud everyone who has the guts to sit here, tell a story, and come out as a nerd. Hey guys, Happy New Year! My name is Eric Arnell. And welcome to the first 2013 episode of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories Podcast. This month, we went back to our roots with a themeless episode. Any and all discussion topics were on the table this time. Uh, we jokingly referred to this month's theme as potpourri, which will explain some of what you're about to hear. Uh, this episode, we're joined by Nerdalogs members Joe Gennaro, Andrew Bentley, and Kevin Reeder, plus newcomer Steph Jacobson, and a remote story from oldcomer Sawyer Heppies. Uh, and I'll, as always, you can also enjoy music from myself and Dwight Hassler. Uh, so this month you're going to hear a lot about uh, different stuff, but there's kind of a running theme of friend breakups, just FYI. So be prepared, guys. Uh, so it's January in Chicago, and that means it's time for the Chicago Sketchfest. The Nerdalogs has two slots at Sketchfest this year, so come check us out one or both days. We're performing Friday, January 4th at 11 p.m. on the Pro Stage, and Sunday, January 13th at 3 p.m. on the Box Stage. Uh, we will be doing two different shows, so you can enjoy two unique Nerdalogs experiences in the span of two weeks. How about that? Now, our next Your Stories recording is taking place on Sunday, January 20th at a brand new venue. We'll announce details on that soon, uh, probably on our website or Facebook. But for now, we'll just tell you that it is in the Wrigleyville area and the show will remain free. Uh, to celebrate this transition, our January theme will be New Beginnings. So come tell a story about whatever New Beginnings means to you. One final note, uh, I gave it a rest during the holidays, but now that we're back to business as usual, I want to remind you guys that there is a PayPal donate button on the side of our homepage at yourstories.podbean.com. So if you enjoy the show, you can kick us a few bucks to help cover things like web hosting and production costs. Uh, either way, thank you very much for your support, and here's to a great 2013. Anyway, how many of you guys watched the 12-12-12 concert on Wednesday? Yeah. That shit was Woo! amazing. You all missed out. This is the song that was performed at that concert. I don't know why Dwight wanted to do it, but it's a great song. Through the valley of fear, the valley of fear, to a river so deep, a river so 
Hey, Dwight. What? Where did the jouster stick his spear? No. In the middle of the night. <laughs> Walking in the in the crowded house I think we've ever had. That's oh, awesome. Thank you guys for coming. We're going to kick it off with a, a request. Um, we thought it would be cool to re-record some Nerdalogs monologues that were in actual shows and never made it to podcasts. So, Joe Gennaro is going to talk about something very near and dear to him. Joe Gennaro, everybody. Joe Gennaro. Near for sure. Dear. Probably not so much. Uh... So this is the same monologue I did for the Skywalking Dead, which was the run that we had in July? Yes, sure. It was in the summertime. It was hot. I remember that. It's <laughs> taking a dramatic pause before I started the monologue. Which I just ruined by explaining. <laughs> Being alone is one of the biggest fears we have. That sensation of solitude can seem like the end of the world. And I think that's especially true for nerds like us. Nobody wants to overhear coworkers talking about how they can't stand us, or throw a birthday party to see no one show up, or have your two best friends call you out of the blue to say they don't want to be your friends anymore. Which is what happened to me. Now, this was a long time ago, but it is something that I will remember until the day I die. It was the summer before sixth grade, and it was a good summer, filled with squirt gun fights and trips to Six Flags, plus I was really excited about starting middle school the next year. See, my town had two K through five elementary schools, but only one middle school. So starting in sixth grade, there were going to be new kids, new teachers. I even got to use a locker. Uh, I would talk about it all the time during sleepovers with my two best friends, Keith and Mike. Now, the three of us didn't have a lot of other friends, but we had spent pretty much that whole summer and the entire past year together. Uh, Keith didn't have a lot of other friends because he had just moved there the previous year with his mother and four sisters. And, well, Mike wasn't terribly popular after being hit by a van in the fourth grade. He was thought of as a little bit weird. <laughs> Which he was. Uh, and, and I wasn't popular probably because my hobbies included rearranging my comic book card collection <laughs> and uh, inventing new vehicles to be used by the Galactic Empire. <laughs> I had sketches of each one and estimates of how many stormtroopers it could carry, and I kept it all in a big black binder. I don't know why other kids didn't want to hang out with me now that I think about it. I was awesome. <laughs> uh, at least that's what I thought until one July evening in 1996. I'm in my room, and the phone rings, so my mom picks it up in the kitchen and yells down the hall that it's my two friends, Keith and Mike. 
So I hop on my bed and pick up my Spider-Man phone. <laughs> it had Spidey perched atop a partially destroyed brick wall, uh, holding a receiver that appeared to be made of webbing. See, I told you I was awesome. Uh, so I, I don't know if Keith and Mike were on different phones, like in the same house, or if they were separate and had three-way called me, but I'd like to think that this call was so important, they were willing to incur a small charge for it. Or at least their parents, because presumably as sixth graders, they didn't pay the phone bill. <laughs> So it was actually a very short call. Uh, they just wanted to let me know that they didn't want to be my friend anymore. Uh, they were still going to hang out, the two of them, together. Just not with me. And the kicker was they never told me why. And that's something that I wanted to know for a very, very long time. And I'd still want to know today if they could tell me. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a requisite when you're dumping one of your best friends. At least an, it's not you, it's us. <laughs> so two things changed for me that summer. One, I discovered that human beings can eat their feelings. <laughs> and two, I all of a sudden was not so excited to start middle school. I mean, there were going to be new kids, new teachers. I even had to use a locker. I couldn't just keep my shit in my desk and have the teacher come to me. No, no. I had a schedule, and I have to be in certain places at certain times, and I had to figure it out alone. So first day, I am as nervous as can be. A kid on the bus already informed me that my socks are too high to be in fashion. Uh, I just had to figure out a combination lock for the very first time in front of 50 of my peers. And I had no idea who I was going to sit with during lunch. And that's something that put fear into my heart then, and a thought that still puts fear into my heart today. Uh, so after first period science, I check my schedule, and I'm in room B10. B10. As you may have guessed, the B stands for basement, which was just awesome. Uh, so I really consider this the cherry on top of my shit Sunday. Uh, so I had no idea there were even classrooms in the basement. I went down two flights of stairs, and I am kind of nervous and scared and lonely, and I don't know what to expect. And I get there, and there are nerds. Nerds everywhere. Uh, the teacher explains that when we all come in, that um, this small group of students, there's about a dozen of us, were... Uh, selected because they thought we would perhaps benefit from a more challenging curriculum. So first day and all, she encourages us to stand up, walk around, introduce ourselves, and I have no idea where to begin. So I approach two boys who are talking that appear to match my own socioeconomic status. <laughs> and I hear them talking about what a mistake it was to use imperial walkers on such a heavily wooded planet as Endor. <laughs> So I, made, I agreed completely, and I made sure to bring in my black binder the very next day. <laughs> Told you, I was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much.
Uh, something we actually had a debate about at rehearsal the other day. Uh, I think Endor is the name of the planet, but not like they're on the moon. It's the moon, the of, moon Endor. of Endor. The the moon is not okay, named Endor. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Lost, okay, lost city of Atlantis. Correct. It's not Atlantis. Lost city. That's the name. Oh, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> um, is Steph here? Steph Jacobson? Yeah. Uh, yes. Come on up. You signed up, right? I'm sorry. I I could have just looked. Steph, come on up. I didn't know if I was doing it or not, so. Do you want to? Oh yeah, I'll do it. All right. Um, it's not fully planned, so I'm winging it. Um, so I tried writing this at work yesterday. It didn't work out because it was really busy. Um, all I got done was I went on Wikipedia and searched potpourri. <laughs> I clearly know what it is, but I wanted to find some like hidden gem about it, um, like most things, because I, I like to find some weird story or fact about anything, really. Um, so what I did find out is what you may know, <laughs> potpourri is a dried, naturally fragrant plant material, um, <laughs> several of which are toxic and used as moth repellent. Um, <laughs> um, and it also refers to any collection of miscellaneous or diverse items, which explains today. Um, but I also learned that um, the word pot is the same literally um, in French as it is in Spanish and English. So you all are now full of knowledge. Um, but then I was like, well, I don't know if I, <laughs> I know, your minds are blown. <laughs> and pori in French is, pori in French is, uh, rotten. So rotten pot is pori. Um, <laughs> bad weed. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't know if I want to tell a story about that. So... <laughs> So I changed my mind. <laughs> and then I was, and today, like, something crazy happened. It's like, well, maybe I'll talk about that. And I was like, no, that's, I don't want to do that. And then it occurred to me, I am incredibly indecisive. Uh, <laughs> to the point where I'm pretty sure every waiter or waitress hates me. Because I'm like, can you give me five more minutes, please? I just need five more minutes. Give me water. Um, and every bartender hates me because I ask them what every single beer is and then don't know what I want. Um, and that's a lifestyle choice, I think. Um, every, every time I go to a restaurant or if it's a date, I'll be like, well, what do you want to do? We'll do that because it'll take me a week to decide if I want to go to a specific restaurant or whatever. Um... I've also moved around a lot because I can never decide if I like a place that I live in. Um, you know, it's nice, it's great, it's a great location, but there are roaches. Um, <laughs> true story. Um, also, it's just it's it's, I, it's just a realization that I've had um, while sitting on the couch over there, actually. Because, um, like I said, I did not plan this. Um, all I planned was a scratched piece of paper <laughs> from work. Um, that, oh, it also says dad coffee grinder, so I hope my dad isn't listening because I'm getting him a coffee grinder for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, this goes out in January, so you're... Oh, we're good. We're good. Then he'll have it by then. Um, thanks to my mom for that, for texting me what he wants. <laughs> Shout out. Peace. <laughs> this will be
much more interesting if everybody's parents listen to these shows, right? Like, I think that should just be mandatory. You email these links to your parents, and then you read their responses at the next show. Well, then we are going to move on to uh, Andrew Bentley. Hi, I'm Andrew Bentley. Uh, I actually didn't have anything uh, prepared this evening, but I want to respond to uh, Joe's story, actually. Uh, is Joe still here? No. Oh. Well, he'll listen later. Uh, <laughs> do you guys listen to the podcast afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Listen here, the, uh, yeah, because um, I actually, that story about his, his best friends calling and breaking up with him uh, struck a chord with me uh, because I actually went through the same thing uh, when the summer before I started sixth grade, um, but from the opposite side. That's right. It's theirs. No, the, <laughs> my name's Keith, and uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you changed my name. Um, no, when I was in preschool, uh, I was I was in preschool with a, a kid named Ben Holmes, um, and the two of us became fast friends. We were really each other's only friend, really, for, you know, a couple years into, like, elementary <coughs> school. Uh, but I don't know what the, the school programs are like here in Chicago or wherever you all grew up in. In um, Northern Virginia, the in Fairfax County anyway, on Mondays during elementary school, uh, you got out, like, two or three hours early. Um, and I'm not sure why, what the rationale was, but uh, you... There you go, probably. Mystery solved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, you would get to uh, go home a few hours early, and since uh, um, both our parents, or both our, our moms, uh, worked intermittently, and we were such good friends, uh, for, for years we had a thing where every other week, and you know, we'd trade off, and I would go to, to Ben's house, or he would come to mine. Um, and this wasn't really a problem while I had basically just Ben as a good friend. And then uh, as I went up in elementary school, and I made friends with other people, they wanted to do stuff on Mondays. Mondays was like the big day to do stuff with your, your school friends. Uh, and they didn't know Ben. So to them, Ben was just this guy who was keeping me from hanging out with them. Um, and so they, they pressured me to stop, you know, going over to Ben's house or having Ben, you know, come over to mine so we could all hang out. Uh, and, you know, being 10... You know, I couldn't, you'd do this in a reasonable way, be like, hey, Ben, maybe we mix it up, you know, once a month or something like that. Uh, you know, instead, I, I basically broke up with him. Like, I, I dumped Ben. Like, I, I gave him a phone call and, like, I talked to Mrs. Holmes. And I was like, can I speak with Ben? Um, and then, like, <laughs> and basically told him, you know, I felt like our interests were, like, growing apart. <laughs> I can I can hear it to to this day. Um, you know his response was, "I understand. Goodbye." <laughs> and and my response was, oh, "Wait, no, can I speak to your mom real quick?" <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I I think because I wanted to like break up with Mrs. Holmes too, or like, like I'm not gonna see you anymore, Mrs. Holmes. Like I don't know. Um, and I remember. Mrs. Holmes being like, well, is it something Ben did? No. Or, oh, no. Like, 
and I was emotionally utterly unprepared to deal with that. So I basically, I, I don't remember what I said. I got off that phone as quickly as possible, and then I, you know, I burst into tears. Um, and I, my parents probably realized what I was doing was a stupid idea, but I think they decided to let me, you know, grow up. So they, they didn't try and talk me out of it. I just, you know, they, they gave me a hug, and then I sat down and uh, played the original XCOM with my dad for a couple hours. Uh, and then, and that was the last I saw Ben uh, for a few years. And then, they're the friends I was friends with in elementary school. We, we grew up and we ended up going to different high schools. We still uh, hung out all the time. Uh, but my friend Chris, who was one of the, the big proponents of, you know, booting Ben, um, became very good friends with Ben in high school. <laughs> and every Friday, he would go over to Ben's with a bunch of people and hang out. And I, of course, was not invited. Um, and as I started, I hung out, I met people through him, and I, I hung out with Ben again, and the first time I saw him, I apologized. And he said, you know, it's, it's okay, it's fine. You know, we, we laughed about it. But I could tell it wasn't fine uh, when I talked to him. And <laughs> Joe's not here, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say to Joe... You know, yeah, it, it probably sucks that you don't know why, you know, your friends did that. But if I was to guess, they probably didn't have a really good reason. They may not have known either, mm. really. Uh, but uh, you may never see them again, but I do bet that they're sorry. So, thank you. Kevin Reader. Uh, so uh, I, have, I have a really great friend, a uh, friend that I still love and care about. And, um, yeah, that I, that I haven't left and I've stuck by through all these years. And uh, I have no intention on breaking up with him anytime soon. Um, and actually, uh, I, I talked to him about it and, and I've invited him to come. He's a former member of the Nerdalogs. Hopefully many of you know him. His name's Kevin Walsh and he's, he's really an awesome dear friend to, to all of us. Um, and uh, for for the uh, we're in the, the upstairs gallery for anybody who doesn't know um, hi podcast uh, <laughs> but next door um, every Tuesday in November we um, we did a show a different theme show every every week and one of the shows was deemed Hank's Giving um, and the night was themed uh, solely around Tom Hanks. And uh, it was a potluck, and, and we did improvisation based off of Tom Hanks movies, and it was a wild, rip-roaring good time. And uh, Kev wrote, wrote this piece, and I asked him if I could do it, and he, uh, he lovingly obliged. So I'm, I'm going to do this for you guys now, all right? So, I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am Tom Hanks, splash. <laughs> People call me Forrest Gump. I am everyone's bosom buddy. Woody, yes, you've got a friend in me. I am dressing drag. I am dragging net. I am Detective Turner sipping on some hooch. I'm my favorite deputy. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am angel. I am demon. I am maze and monster. I am terminal. I am, I am big. 
I am a league of my own. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am saving Private Ryan from Charlie Wilson's war. I am on the road to perdition less traveled. Catch me if you can. I am cast away to the Green Mile, cracking Da Vinci's code beneath the clouds of Atlas. I am riding the Polar Express bound for Philadelphia because Houston, we have a problem. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am Tom Hanks, splash. I am a lady killer. I am a bachelor. I am sleepless in Seattle. I am that thing you do. I am Tom Hanks. And you? You've got mail. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin Walsh. Um, all right, so we're going to play one more song. Um, seems appropriate for the season and all that. Yeah. You ready? <laughs>
It's one more day up in the canyon And it's one more night in Hollywood It's been so long since I've seen the ocean This month we had a remote contribution from regular storyteller Sawyer Heppies. Uh, he submitted a video that he recorded on his computer, and you're going to hear the audio from that in a second. Uh, that's why it sounds different from the rest of the show. Side note, I think it's really funny that Sawyer and Steph touched on one of the same notes in their stories. You'll hear that in a second. Anyway, enjoy! Hey guys, uh, sorry I couldn't be there, just uh, at home for the holidays. But I do want to thank Shelby for taking the time to screen this for me, because I never want to be one to miss your story. Um, as we're all aware, this month's topic is potpourri. Um, and in the past, someone had talked about home has a connection to smell. And for me, potpourri was always kind of that quintessential smell. My mother keeps it all over the house, and it's the first thing I smell the second I walk through the door. Now, moving to Chicago, as I have discussed before, the first thing I want to do is make it feel like home, uh, create that feeling of comfort and domesticity for me. And along the way, I had a number of pitfalls. Um, I went through several jobs that uh, I couldn't stand. Uh, I had a couple of projects that fell through. And even recently, my website got hacked by an internet terrorist group. Yeah, sometimes Fox News is right. What are you going to do? But did you know that the word puri actually means rotten, uh, named for the dried leaves and ingredients that make the smell so wonderful, turning something bad into something good? And also even helped me realize that my life isn't that bad. I'm living out here on my own, and most importantly, I nor anyone I love was nowhere near these horrible tragedies that befell this year. And I'm pretty thankful for that. And even more, I've learned how to turn these little pitfalls into something good. I mean, I finally left that job and found one that at least makes me feel a little bit comfortable, and I learned how to be a lot more financially responsible. And when one project fell through, I can almost always certainly find something new to work on. And even more, every ridiculous happenstance that happened, I'm able to bring here to Nerdalog's Your Stories and share it with everyone here in the room, and making some new friends. And every now and then, I'm just lucky enough to just get a brand new pleasant odor, something else that's thrown into the mix that's just purely good. For instance, three of my best friends are moving out here in January, which was my Christmas wish, and looks like it's actually going to be reality. So once again, I want to thank you guys for offering your stories here for everyone. Um, I want to wish everyone here a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I'll see you guys just before the New Year. 
The Nerdologues Present Your Stories is sponsored by the Chicago sketch comedy troupe The Nerdologues and is recorded the third Sunday of every month at the Upstairs Gallery in Chicago, 6219 North Clark Street. The stories you hear have been prepared and presented by the speakers on a volunteer basis. Your Stories is recorded and co-produced by Sean Patrick Boyle. Our theme song comes from the band State Shirts. For more information on The Nerdologues, Your Stories, and more, go to www.nerdologues.com.